Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2. Uh, we'll Sprague the line at 830, obviously. But if you missed the first hour of the show, you can always catch it at a Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. And you can reach us at the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. Uh, Vancouver Ford treats you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at vancouverford.com. We were talking about Oregon State and how this is this is kind of, there's like, there's a few games on your schedule. These are why you get DJ, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is obviously one of those weekends. The other part of this is, this is the last Pac-12 conference game. And um, I'm going to be there. My cousin will be in a Washington t-shirt. He's a little nervous because he's not, he's, he's quiet. You know, he minds his own business. He's not like obnoxious sports fan guy. I feel, when you're that kind of fan, I feel like you never get in any, any trouble. It's the fan that goes into opposing territory and is loud and boisterous right. and in other people's braggadocious. Stuff, then you're going to get it. Like if yeah. I have found in every enemy stadium, and I've been to a couple of civil wars in Corvallis with Oregon gear on. Like, dude, if you're just like, I'm just, I'm a mind my own business fan. I'm not talking ass to everybody. I'm just minding my own business, and people leave you alone. You'll get a go beeves yelled at you, sure. that kind of stuff. But that happens in every stadium you go to. But how? Like, I'm just kind of curious about this. It 
I'm I'm just fascinated to see and experience the loudness. Like I hate to admit this to you, uh, we're getting older. Yes, we are. I'm gonna be 37 in like two weeks. Look at Swag. He's like, damn, he's gonna be 37. That means I'm gonna be mm, 88, 75. Jeez, something like that. Uh, but I'll be 37 in December. And do you know what I did yesterday for like four and a half minutes? Mm. I was shopping for earplugs. I am afraid that my ears are going to hurt at Reeser Stadium, and I was thinking about buying earplugs. Yes. And I made myself walk away. Yes. Because you cannot be a 36-year-old man with earplugs. No. Suck it up, Betty. You're going to put on the uh, radio headset and listen to Doc Parker's call? <laughs> you, that, that's going to be you with the antenna coming yes, out? Yes, I want to see Looking that. Looking up to Doc. Yeah, Doc, go, have my own sports book, yeah. keep yeah. my own stats. Yeah. 22 go. yards. I want to see talking. like the NASCAR pit crew style headphones <laughs> on there. They had those as an option, by the way. There you go. The big old bright yep. orange ones, coincidentally. Yep. And I was like, I get some, can't. Yeah, wear get these. some bright orange ones. Get that antenna <laughs> going up. Right up. You know what the problem was is I almost bought the big orange ones that almost look like the headphones I'm wearing now. <laughs> And I didn't because I didn't want to look like the brother from There's Something About Mary. Yeah, you don't want to look like that. Frank and Beans, man. Frank and Beans. Frank and Beans. Frank and Beans. Not a good look. You don't want to. You don't want to pull off that look at a beaver. <laughs> Underrated game. Halloween costume, though, is what I thought. <laughs> Frank crazy and Beans. Crazy bastards are the best thing I got going for me in this crazy world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like this is obviously much easier for you two to speak on. I, I'm just, I'm going to be curious what the emotions are as the night goes on, and obviously if they win, which I think Oregon State is going to win tomorrow. But just what that vibe's going to be like in the stadium, what the reaction's going to be from the crowd. I'm assuming if they do win, you'd have some sort of field rushing, right? It just, I don't I, know. I, I hope they have fun with it. I don't care about what should. the seating's. These college kids You're have ranked fun. behind them. They're undefeated. They're this undefeated. is an acceptable field rushing. And, and yes. oh, by the way, you were number six at UW in 2012. I was at this game. They were unranked and trash, and you started Mannion instead of Vaz, and you lost. They stormed the field. And I will never forget that moment because I was in the press box. I saw the UW students coming out. They, I believe they were at CenturyLink for this one. They rushed the field, and Softy was just a couple people next to me, and he gets up and he goes, great, we're storming the field for Oregon State wins now. <laughs> it really bothered him that they rushed the field for an Oregon yeah. State win. This is where your program's at. Yeah, I. It just the, everything that's going into it is one of the reasons why I do like Oregon State. There's just, it, it's... It's the feeling of like there's so much magic in the air. Like you can't you can't lose this game. It's your last one. I mean, you Nike, can. You I don't know have you a can. good secondary. I know that you can. A strong secondary. Washington doesn't have a good defense. But it's a 4:30 primetime ABC game. The it's not a great slate tomorrow in college football. Like Texas and uh, Iowa State, I believe, are around the same time at five on Fox. It's the best game of the day. We sure, know that. but you tell me Texas is losing. Like, all right, maybe I'm going to flip over and you know you'll see what's going on with Texas. This is easily the best game of the weekend. So you're going to have all the eyeballs. It's going to be a it's going to be an opportunity for Oregon State to have a moment in the sun of the sport. And they're not going to get it in the morning because ESPN's a bunch of cowards and they didn't want to Quentin Corvallis for college game day. But you're going to have the eyes of the sport on you at 4.30 from that 4.30 to 7.30 window. And if you pull off that upset, man, this will be the talking point in the country well, for 24 hours. Will they move up five spots the way Missouri did? If they beat UW? <laughs> I mean, will they get to six? by the will logic they... of the committee ranking, if you beat UW, you should rise exactly. at least three, it right? It Oregon five, pass Oregon. Oregon State six, go past Alabama. Yeah, there you go. Them. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like what you're putting down right now. We were at the game two years ago in Reese, me and Swag. Yeah. And it was an interesting game because it was a good environment. The weather was perfect. Oregon State shouldn't have won it. No. 
I, it, it, Chance Nolan was awful Their in that game. Their offense was sputtering. Their offense couldn't do anything. And then they had just some random big plays. Yeah, turnover happened. It, they ended up winning on a walk-off field goal. And then last year, new coach, new system, you you lose by a field goal. It's just a very interesting last couple of years between these two programs. They're in a much different spot than they were even those two years ago. But, I you know, I said it in the last segment. I, I really do mean this. I think if Penix and Washington lose... I think you can kiss that Heisman goodbye. I think if he wins, he's going to be the odds-on favorite on Monday because Bo, no matter what Bo does, he's playing Arizona State. Yeah. There's not going to be respect given for that. No, and I, unless I, he does something absurd. Like, well, but he's already kind of done that, and it's gotten him to the favorite. But I just, if you were comping weekend resumes, if Bo beats Arizona State, he throws three touchdowns and has yeah, 300 he, yards. Yeah. That's a great day. No, Bo has to throw for like 500 yards and eight touchdowns or something for that <laughs> well, Arizona. That's, that's insane. Arizona. <laughs> that's, I said something absurd. That's a that's beyond absurd. I mean, I don't look. I understand the take. I don't think anybody's going to win or lose it this weekend. I think the odds will be sharpened a little bit, but I still maintain. Like, if Washington loses on a last second field goal and Penix throws for 470 yards and four touchdowns, what happens if Penix throws for 220, two touchdowns, and then a pick? yeah, then yes, he will be out of the running. Then yes, if he's one of the reasons why they lose, and if that's his stat line he is one of the reasons why they lost then yes he can kiss it goodbye but I don't think that's going to happen because I don't trust Oregon State's defense enough to shut him down now maybe the weather is the curveball that gets thrown in all this and it truly is that nasty and they they have a hard time throwing the ball if you want to look at the history of the matchup too don't forget the COVID year the COVID year you guys were up in Seattle and you got screwed on the fourth down call remember that the officials absolutely boned you yes and you lost by it was another Jefferson yes it was a one possession game so you've got three years in a row now where I think it was a three-point game a six-point game and a three point game so it's been incredibly tight the last couple of years and that's why I don't think this year is ultimately going to be any different um I just I I wanted to ask a question last night but I didn't want to speak for you too is this the biggest home game in the history of Oregon State football no no okay no No. that's a pretty quick easy no 2008 was once much bigger the Rose Bowl was on the line and it was Oregon at home on senior night for a team that had you know, a lot of people, there were a lot of seniors on that team. I'll never forget watching those guys get their roses that night. Like, the the belief in that building, having been there, the belief in energy that night for that Civil War was, we beat this team, we're in the Rose Bowl, yes. holy crap, look at us. You could feel the the monumental moment of what all of that was, and then they got housed. Yeah. I mean, they got housed. They couldn't... They, I think the Ducks ran for like 450 yards on them. Scored 65. Scored yeah. 65. And yeah. like it was a deflate. You just knew it from the get. You're like, oh, no. So I'm not I'm not putting this the what's at stake on top of that because you're right. You I also mean, had USC at home on a Thursday on ESPN. That one I remember. Football. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I, look, I see th- those were great upsets. I will never forget the Oregon State-USC upsets over the years. There was a lot of them in Corvallis. It felt like USC had great seasons that died in Corvallis every year for a while. I just am asking, I see your point on the Rose Bowl. I think there's got to be something to play for, not just a big upset. So the 2008 one was good. You technically, if you win this game, you control your destiny. Uh, well, not completely, because no, you, you need Utah to you need Utah to beat Arizona, Arizona. But if Utah beats Arizona, which you will know by the time your game kicks off, and if you win on Saturday, if you beat Oregon, you're in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, but you have to... You- you you control it, but you kind of don't, right? Like because you have to still go to Eugene and win, and you're not nearly the team on the road that you are at home. True. I, I I'll believe I'll be all in on it. We'll have our bets. We'll get all that. Throw the records out. Rivalry game. Yeah, the reality is you haven't won there since what? Oh seven seven. 
and your your stats are almost dropped off by half when you go on the road. This year, the most they've given up in research twenty four. Yeah, I'm kind of eyeing the under of this game. Actually, I I do think the weather can play a factor, make this a little more challenging. And you know what? Their pass rush has gotten a little better the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Caffio's like, been huge. And when they when they play at home, they're just a different team. So yeah. like I I think they can definitely get to Penix. They can make life a little miserable. And by the way, UW at home last year in tough weather only scored twenty four. Yep. So I think there's a chance here. It can muddy up. It can get a little ugly. And if you can bring UW down to your level, there you got a great shot. You do. This is a trendy pick. All the odds makers are out there. They're like, Oregon State, Oregon State. Pate said he's got Oregon State at three and a half, not two and a half. There's a lot of people that love this upset, and I hope I see it. But to answer your question, no, I do not believe this is the biggest home game. It's the last one. And that in itself is kind of the standalone memory of it, right? Mm. Like the atmosphere is going to be great. It's a top 10-ish matchup. It's something that you're excited for. You still have a shot if you can win. That's great. I think the standalone thing about this is last conference game at home, top 10 matchup, not biggest home game ever. Yeah. 50 I, degrees and rain at kickoff. With oh, I mean, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be in the 40s to, by the third quarter. Yeah. 10, it'll be nasty. 10 miles an hour. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I, I think you mentioned something there that's a big, big key. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Oregon State secondary. They got a lot of guys that are banged up. They've allowed some teams to throw the ball on them this year. Their pass rush, though, the last couple of weeks has been really good. And that's what you need. You have to throw Michael Penix off. You have to get after him. Yeah. And so Chatfield and those guys, Mascarenas, like they have to have big games up front, which I think they have the ability to do. The, the other aspect of this is from a Washington angle. Like, I remember talking about this in August, where this is like, this is a brutal stretch of schedule, man. Two weeks ago, they had to go to USC, who I know is not the team that we all thought, but that's still a, like Caleb effing Williams that you have to go beat. They win in a, in a, you know, game that goes all the way down to the final minutes. They finally get that sack. They force USC to punt. They went all the way the distance. Then you come home, you got to play a Utah team. It just punches you on the gut for four quarters. And they have a halftime lead. You end up winning, but they have the ball with a minute to go with a chance to win. Barnes can't put a drive together. And now, oh, by the way, you got to go to Corvallis. Like that is a brutal three week stretch. Their defense has not played very well in these three games. They play well in spots. It's one they come up with stops when they need them. And that's that's an important part here. Sure. But I think the I think the rational mind would look at that and say, how how often are you going to get away with that? Because every statistical metric points to this defense and says they're not a good defense. No, they're like seventh overall in the Pac-12, and there's not a lot of good defenses in the Pac-12. They're ninth in rush defense. Like there's not a lot of good rush defenses in the Pac-12. Like how how many more times can they get away with this defensively? And maybe Penix and the offense is enough, and they win this shootout, and it hits the over, and it's 49-45, and you didn't need a defense because Penix was that good. That could end up being the case, uh, but. But it, it, I think there's an aspect of, like, this is a brutal stretch. The only other layer I'll add on top of it, too, and I, I don't mean any offense to USC fans who are listening, like, this is easily going to be the toughest environment they have played in all year. USC is a front-running town, a front-running fan base. They had already lost a couple of games going into that Washington game. Like, that was not the same kind of environment as it would have been if both teams were undefeated or playing for a lot. This is the toughest environment you were going to go into all season, and it's not even close. Over East Lansing, huh? Oh, just by a just by a nose. Hell yeah, brother! Over East Lansing, <laughs> who fired their coach that week for taking his ween out and playing with it on the phone. Uh, the unexpected event that happened and changed everything. Let's talk about it next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Brandon Sprague, don't be a bitch. Bet at the Dirt Johnson straight up. I'm hearing OSU fans say this is a neutral site game in Oregon yeah. 8S. Yeah, many people are saying this. I agree. Straight up. Straight cash, homie. Money line. I think one of the bad things the internet has done is made us think that a fan base, an entire fan base, thinks something that one Twitter account user says. <laughs> uh, no. I think that's been some of the downfall of America. Exactly. We will uh, We will get that. for everybody. No, you're a crackpot uh, out on your own little world. Yeah. I don't know a single Oregon State fan that has this belief. If no. you could highlight it, I, I, and it's not a troll or some Oregon State fan that's doing it for clout. <laughs> I'd love you to point me in the direction. We got a early look-ahead line to that game, Swigard. Yeah. I'm getting 11 and a half points. You're not getting an 11 and a half points. If it's 11 and a half, I'm not giving you 11 and a half. No, we always digits. agreed to do the spread. Single digits. You're going to come in and brag on that Monday about, we only lost by 10. What you if we lost, lost by bet? 11? <laughs> what if we lost 33 <laughs> to 22? <laughs> 31 20 is your final. I would hate you forever. Because uh, the Ducks tried to go for two again and didn't <laughs> get it. <laughs> They're chasing oh. it for like three possessions. No, I'm flipping this on you. You lose by 14, but you could have lost by 11, but you faked a field goal to your kicker. We'll, we'll get to that next week. We're going to come up with uh, a bowl of punishment. Swag, I, I off air told Dirt, I, I like him to think of three funny penalties. I'll okay. think of three. You think of three. We'll put them in a bowl. The loser <laughs> could end up picking their own punishment. So I'll I'll put my hand in the bowl or dirt, put his hand in the bowl when Oregon State goes to the. All right. Are we going to do game? this Wednesday when you two are both here? Yes. Or are we going to do it Friday? No. Get you on the phone when you're getting. It'll be Wednesday. I'm going to okay. be here Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, doing the show Friday. I'll be here Friday. I told okay. you that on Monday. Yeah, I know. I'm... 
See, interesting. You responded to an email not directed towards you, and you didn't even know what was happening. See, this is the problem. This is my communication is key, my man. Uh, I have a degree. Communication is key. In communication. Uh, Worked very hard for that degree. I don't know what we're going to get to at 7.30. There's not really a whole lot, personally, for me as a sports fan, to touch on with the matchup that Oregon has this weekend. This should be a game that they win by a comfortable margin. I don't care what that number is, but they should. I was more thinking, just kind of going through some of the the audio from press conferences this week, it's really interesting, I think, to look back a little over a year, a little over a year ago, and remember that Lanning got this job, hired Kenny Dillingham, who at that point in his career was kind of known as this traveling 30-year-old that knew offense, and he had been he had already had like six jobs at this point. He was an underling of Mike Norvell. I, I had, and I'm not going to say who it was, I had a respected media member talk to me for like 20 minutes and was like, I don't think this guy's very good. Uh, I think he's a little overrated. I don't think his offense is that create. Like, just kind of, hey, be careful. I don't think this guy's that good. And then Bo Nix also comes as a package deal, and I don't know if I'm out of bounds here. It felt like most Duck fans were like, oh, really? And then they start their venture off losing by 46. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where's Ty Thompson? What kind of offense is this? It's a funny uh, current of events that you're a little over a year ago. Those guys were here and Duck fans were either unsure and not happy or just straight up unhappy and you see where the program is now, even though one of those guys parlayed that one season into a job. It's a reminder that none of us have any clue what the hell we're talking about. Um, and this is kind of going on at A&M right now a little bit. It sounds like Trailer, the dude at UTSA, is the front runner for the job. They haven't made a hire yet, obviously. You know but- what? A little out of the box, cheaper, and... You know what? Those small well, coach guys can hit. Everybody has come with the same comment of, like, you got all that money to spend and you're hiring a coach from UT San Antonio, really, Texas A&M. It's yeah. like, well, they wouldn't got the national championship guy for $100 million <laughs> last time. How did that work out? Maybe we try something different. They're broke. It's just a reminder that, like, dude, when we react to these coaching hires, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. Dan Lanning, I, I would be willing to bet... 65% of Oregon fans had never heard of Dan Lanning when that news broke. And it was an Atlanta report. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution broke it when he was hired. I know I, I had... Remember, people questioned that I heard report, that, too. I, I kind of knew the name. I was like, Dan Lanning, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head where the hell he was coaching at. I had never heard of Kenny Dillingham before. Yeah. And similar up in Seattle, dude. Like They didn't go after Kalen DeBoer as their number one target. They went big fish hunting. They couldn't find somebody. And they landed on Kalen DeBoer. Look where we're at two years later. Washington is undefeated. Oregon's won one loss team in the mix for the college football playoff. It's just a reminder that none of us have any clue how these coaching hires are going to work. And I remember the similar sentiment about Dillingham when he came over because it was like, dude, this guy's never called plays. He's 32, 31 years old. Like we're really like that's the guy we're handing the keys to the to the offense over to. And then you added on top of that the news of Bo Nix, a guy who none of us felt like could throw the football from his time at Auburn. It's just wild to think about how far things have progressed. I hated the way the season ended last year and to have the Civil War end the way that it did, and then like four minutes after the game, you got the announcement, Dillingham's gone. You're like, here we 
can we just get through one season without losing a damn coach to a head coaching job? But there will always be a level of respect and thankfulness for Dillingham because it's amazing. I would have never said it at the time, but without Bo Nix, you're not here, man. If Ty Thompson's your right. guy the last two years, if what other transfer quarterback you wanted to bring in was Keaton Slovis was your guy, like you're not here right now. Bo has been incredible. He might go on to win the Heisman Trophy this year. And so there, there will always be an appreciation for Dillingham for what he did. And that's kind of my point is the moment in time that that presented, like in the moment, you're not, not everybody was all lockstep arm in arm yeah these are the moves we like these moves and man I like I give Lanning so much credit I you know how I feel about Dan Lanning as a coach I think he's easily the number one candidate I'd go after if I was A&M like here's another hundred million dollars I don't care at this point but where they are now like that doesn't happen without Kenny Dillingham and Bo nope. Nix coming nope. to this university not at all and it's just it's it's just wild to see how quickly like I don't think it's coincidence that we're talking about this, and in the same week we're talking about it, Chip Kelly's about to get fired again. Yeah. You know, and like, you go back to what he did at Oregon and how he basically changed and revolutionized college football. We still, there's still offenses that use all those principles today, and they tweak them, but they use them. And he's about to lose another job, his third job now as a head coach. He lost the Philly job, the Niner job. He's going to lose UCLA this weekend because, I one, I think they're going to lose USC, but, two, mm-hmm. the, the noise is too loud. Yeah. And in the same week that that's happening, we're talking about how you're on your third coach since him or fourth coach since him, and you're not only winning again at an elite level, you're playing kind of the same but more physical brand of football. Chip Kelly's offense evolved throughout the whole sport, and then people perfected it yeah. and outdid him with it. And it's running him out of the sport as a head coach. Oregon is running a similar tempo, uh, speed, kind of versatile system, but physical, punch you in the mouth. And oh, by the way, on the other side of the ball, we've gotten significantly better. It's just the evolution from Chip Kelly being here to what he's done to now you have Dan Lanning and Bo Nix. It's it's just an interesting timeline to follow given Chip's probably going to lose his job this week. And Oregon can continue to control their own destiny to the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, the other part of this, too, is you get a lot of coaches who were early on in their tenures going with the argument of, I, you know, I need more time. This takes time. This is a process. You don't get here overnight. There's a lot of schools that have resources that that's not really an excuse anymore, man. With the transfer portal, like, is is Oregon, was Oregon in a better spot than some of the other, like, use Mario at Miami or Lincoln Riley at USC? Were they technically in a better Certainly. spot than those schools? Sure. Yes. But we talked about it all summer. The ironic thing is, what was the storyline in July and August as we got ready for the start of this year? You know, this is kind of Dan Lanning's team now. Like, 85% of the roster are guys who have joined the team in the last two years. There's a couple of holdovers, of course. Guys like Troy Franklin and Keon Ware-Hudson and Doralis. Like, there's a few holdovers. I don't know why I can't say that word. But 85% of the roster is his. And so you can flip these things and win right away. And so that's why I kind of chuckle when I hear coaches like Lincoln Riley or Mario making excuses about, well, it's year two, it's process, got to give us time. Like, all right, uh, Caleb DeBoer did it in Seattle, and that job was in awful shape when he took over. And last year they won 10 games. This year they're undefeated and have a chance to make the college football playoffs. So some coaches have the ability to do it right away. Some don't. There's a reasoning for that because they are truly elite coaches. I, I do look at this weekend, though. Like, I, I know these things usually settle themselves on the field, and we get worried about these disaster scenarios of what happens if all these teams win and who gets into the playoff. But just for the sheer fact of, like, there is a possibility that that could happen, I do think this weekend is important. 
Like, I, I, if I'm going to sit here and criticize and say it's okay to rank Washington a spot behind Florida State because they didn't score an offensive touchdown against ASU, go beat them the way you're supposed to beat them. Like, this is the time of year you want to be playing your best ball. You have a chance this weekend off of a big win last weekend. Now you get ASU where if you can play the way you're supposed to play, you can rest guys in the second half. you got a short week coming up That's against Oregon part. State. Like, yeah. just get fresh, get out healthy, yeah. and Oregon State is likely going to be in a knockout, you know, late-night game. It's going to go all the way to the fourth quarter. I think there's going to be trick plays in that thing. Like, gonna I think Jonathan's going to open the bag. Up, yeah. And then yeah. you got to turn around and play on Friday. So you got a major scheduling break. Don't fart around. Don't do anything to hurt yourself. Don't be stupid. Arizona State can't score on you. Go win the game by 30 points. Get the hell out of there. Enjoy some sunshine. And let's get ready for the Civil War. I wanted to look this up. My wife said next week was supposed to be, yeah, Friday. Dude, Friday is supposed to be 45 and sunny for the hell Civil War. Yeah. I mean, the sun will be set by kick because it'll be 530. But that's all right. It's going to be a cold, crisp fall night that they play that game. Frozen tundra. No, you got turf. Kind of, kind of frozen tundra. We played this game on the grass. Play it on the grass. Grass didn't look very good for the Ravens last night. A lot of tripping, yeah. foots getting caught a little bit. That's true. Very true. Cold grass, man. It's dangerous. Look, we're going to talk with our helmets this weekend, okay? Uh, I don't know what you want to, if you want to continue on that game. I don't, I just don't know what there else is with it no, outside of what else. you said. I got I said. My, yeah, I gave my thoughts. My thoughts are done there. Some of the other college football, some NFL ahead. Uh, and don't forget, we'll spray the line. And Christian Capel of On Mont Lake will join us at 8 a.m. Dirt and Sprague back with more. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Alright, welcome back in. 7.37. Happy Football Friday, everybody. We'll get to uh, Christian Capo coming up top of the hour. I have a question for you quickly on your yep. Oregon Duckies. What do you got, Bob? What do you got? 1 o'clock on Fox tomorrow, by the way. Somebody texting in, uh, our weather reporters at the Vancouver Fort text line. Yeah. Saying there's actually a chance it rains in Tempe tomorrow. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't. Okay. Is it warm rain? Does Tempe get the Scottsdale cold, or is it like its own Hold on, hub of heat? Let me check out. Yeah, we got a set highest 74. Okay. Precipitation. Uh, it's looking like, yeah, maybe a little bit the start of the game yeah. till about uh, 1.30, give or take, and then it's clear the rest of the day. If your team is, let's say, up 45 to 7, third quarter, mm-hmm. this game is over, obviously. Yeah. What Christmas movie are your players watching on the bench? 
Wouldn't it be the losing side though? Didn't the losing team? It was the losing side. Okay, so, but your players are now done. They, yeah. they we've che- we've done our job. We've clocked out. We're on the bench now. Yeah. What Christmas movie are they watching? Well, I you could go with the first Christmas movie I watch every year, and I have already watched it, and that is White Christmas. Always the first one I do. Really? I always pop in White Christmas. It's on Netflix every November. Wow. And it's always my go-to. It's not a super Christmas movie, but it kind of gets you in the feels. You mm. get some Bing Crosby in your yeah, life. Yeah, you do. Who doesn't want Bing Crosby in their life? Well, the reason I ask that is because the story we didn't get to this week was uh, the players on Arkansas's bench in the middle of a loss were caught at halftime watching the Polar Express in the locker room. Yeah. I mean, it's that time of year. Who doesn't have the spirit? Of all the Christmas movies? <laughs> all of them? The first one, you can't go Polar Express right out of the game. No. you no. got to wet your whistle a little bit. Polar Express is too deep. What's the movie as a coach that they walk by and the coach does like, oh, I like this one, and then goes, oh, wait a minute, hey, it's halftime. Yeah. Hey, 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 we're down by 30 right now. What's what going is, on in here? What is that movie? Is it like the Claymation Rudolph movie? Oh, yeah. Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> brings back good memories, man. <laughs> Speaking of which, now that we're sidetracked a little bit, I wanted to get to this. Um, this, we talked about it yesterday, and I don't want to get too deep into it. I just want to read the tweet and laugh because I thought it was a pretty funny joke. So the Swifties are all digging through Travis Kelsey's Twitter history. Yeah, I saw these two. <laughs> he deleted a tweet that people have screen grabbed from 2010. They found his college tweets. Yes, and they're hilarious. He's yeah. got a good sense of humor. Well, this also, it. let's be fair to Travis here. <laughs> This is kind of how Twitter started. Yeah, there's nobody on Twitter. It was stream of conscious. It wasn't like reporting necessarily. It was just like, hey, I tied my (laughs) shoes while a bird pooped on my hand today. I remember being in college and there was a buddy of ours who joined, like was the first one to join Twitter. I was on it in 09. I was on it like the second month that it existed. (laughs) We endlessly made fun of him. Really? Like, what, you just want to tweet out your thoughts? Like, people (laughs) want to read that? Who the hell wants to read your thoughts? Oh, you pulled the the who cares what you think card? 100%. Oh, man, you're mean. So this was... This was an Easter tweet from Travis Kelsey in 2010. Oh, no. He deleted it, and we need to call him out because he should not have deleted this. I thought it was pretty funny. He said, happy Easter to all with three exclamation points. Got to get that in. Happy Easter. Make sure it's emphatic. And then he did hashtag shout out. So the word hash, the shout out word is hashtag. So yep. it's a different color. Yep. Shout out to Jesus for taking one for the team. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. What are you doing? He sacrificed himself. It's a pretty good point. It's actually a pretty good joke. He should have ended it with hashtag, he is risen, though. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the Swifties were uh, were circulating that one yesterday. I thought, what are we doing? Why'd you delete that? He had two that reminded me of dirt. He had one that said, I'm swinging through Taco Bell, and then I'll be by the party. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, that's college dirt. That's something I would have tweeted in 2009. And I think he also said something like, me and Pops went to Olive Garden. I got the Alfredo with chicken. It yeah. slaps. <laughs> like, such a football player thought in 2010. Just hanging out in Cincinnati, but, smoking weed, going to the Olive Garden. But you know what's funny is we make fun of these tweets all the time. We we dig these out. We could do this to your account. Oh, God, you could, I yeah. know you could find some awful 09-2010 Sprague tweets that were just like, I don't even know. I remember what I tweeted. It was probably dumb things like stream of content. I got to take a crap. <laughs> I'm pooping. But what's funny is people make fun of those. They were doing the same thing on Facebook. They were, yeah. Facebook was the same thing. It was just like, I went to school today and I had the thought, <laughs> we should love each other. 
Why did you put that out? Get that out of that here. That should not be for public consumption. So shout out to Travis Kelsey. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, shout out to Jesus for taking one for the team. And then he added a ha-ha at the end. <laughs> Swag, would your life have been better, worse, or the same, you think, if College Swag had a Twitter? I don't know. I don't know that I would have taken to it much. I was never – I've never been one to – I see you're you're placing document everything. I'm not. I've never been like a big photo. Like some people take pictures, right? You know whether or not it was in your cell phone or you actually took physical pictures or a Polaroid or whatever the hell. I I was never one to try to document and capture everything for keepsakes. I would just enjoyed being in the moment and and being there, and I would have the memory for myself, and that was good enough. But what's hard is you're you're grasping at who you were slash are versus it being in your life makes it different, right? It's a different gen- it's a generational thing. It is a generational yeah. thing, but like it came along for us in college. It did. And I thought it was a really weird thing, but we had a media teacher who was like, no, 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 no. This is gonna be a, a really popular website. Trust me. And so I created an account and I was kind of swag. I didn't I didn't take I don't have a lot of photos. I don't I didn't do that. I just lived. I just made memories and lived. I didn't do social media even. Right. Uh, I got more excited about changing my song on MySpace than anything else on social media at that point in my life. Yeah, the top eights were important. Your profile song, yep. that was a big deal. That yep. was a very, very Your big avatar, deal. your default yeah. profile picture was really important. You wanted to Background. look really good. And, uh, it was all important, dude. That was a whole build-out. You'd spend a lot of time on your MySpace, MySpace top eight. I'm trying to guess. like when you, you graduated college in the 90s, right? 91? 90. I was a class 90, of 93. 93. Okay, so you got to college in... 89. 89. The year I was born. <laughs> you, I, I can, I can take a stab in the dark right now. Swag on Twitter in 1989. What do you think he was <laughs> tweeting about the most? Probably music, Janet Jackson of some sort. I think. Love he, you, Janet. I think he was <laughs> tweeting about how underrated hot Janet was, yeah. and then also talking about how we need to get to our Ronald Reagan economy. Yeah, we need to trickle down. <laughs> we need to trickle, this trickle down. down, guy. Back in the start 80s. trickling it down, guys. Uh, people are texting. By the way, Christmas movies for coaches. Uh, Die Hard. If you had that on, the coach would probably stop. Be like, yeah. I yeah, that's a good one. I'm trying okay. to think of coaches a little out of the box. Okay. Not just like the macho guy coach Christmas movie. <laughs> like I want to coach Nick Saban. Does Nick Saban watch a Christmas movie and cry? I kind of want to believe that he does. I bet he, he does. He's in touch with his sensitive side. He's not allowed to do that in public. Yep. He's not allowed to be that guy. He's angry curmudgeon yep. football bro. No, he watches whatever Miss Terry. Uh, says yeah, Miss Terry will put it on, make him a little popcorn. He's going to tear up at the end of that movie. Yeah. Is anybody else weirded out that he calls his wife <laughs> Miss Terry? It's a Southern thing. Should I do that with my wife when I get Is home it? just see I've, how she responds? I have family from the South. They never go, hey, go on, you talk to Miss Shayla. <laughs> hey, Miss Michelle, how you feeling? <laughs> You make me any lunch today? Hey, Miss Land, what are we gonna have for dinner? Try <laughs> yeah. to pull that card when I get home. Miss, I... did she ask to be called Miss Terry, or did he just start saying I... Miss Terry? I also love how too in the vernacular down there it's Miss, not Mrs., which is funny too. It just goes Miss Terry, Miss Terry. God, that used to be such a big deal with our teachers growing up. Yeah, like, I'm a Miss. Miss, or when they got married, I'm Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> you start calling me Mrs. now. <laughs> All right, I got some odds and ends I'm going to throw at you, including uh, any potential upsets for this weekend and a fun trivia question that I'm wondering if the two of you can answer. So we'll get to that coming up next. Christian Capel at the top of the hour. Don't forget your Spraying the Line sponsors at the Vancouver Ford Text Line. We'll do that coming up at 8 Back after this on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we'll get to Christian Capel coming up top of the hour. Some more thoughts on the showdown in Corvallis tomorrow night. Can't wait. Sprague's going to be down there rocking his poncho, getting all wet. I got and Huskies. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see the game. I like hanging out with my cousin. I love good atmospheres. I largely don't go to games much anymore because, well, I'm washed as an old guy and dad. Mm-hmm. I I all I mean I'm the guy that gave you the opinion we need to dome these stadiums up. I don't like weather. I'm not I'm not fond on being in bad weather for extended periods of time. Especially when you got to drive home afterwards. It's the worst. So when you're all wet in your car, you just you feel gross and soggy. You and, remember the 2016 Civil re- War fondly? Remember not fondly, but I remember it vividly. Uh, well, it was a pretty pivotal point in your program. That was the it saved it. Gary Anderson was going to yeah. take over the state and dominate forever. Oregon State saved Oregon again, and uh, you know I can't. I still can't believe you left us for the Big Ten, but all jokes aside, it, it was really windy and rainy that day. It was brutal. And I remember getting to my car after the win, and I'm like, I, I don't want to get home. I don't want to hang out here and keep hanging out. So I got in the car. My jeans were soaked. <laughs> I don't I don't like wearing wet jeans. Yeah. I don't like wearing dry jeans sometimes. I drove home in underwear. If if a cop would have pulled me over, I would have had no pants on. I would have had. Uh, <laughs> I can't get out of the car, officer. Sorry, I'm staying. Well, in. he would have saw my boxer briefs yeah. and be like, "Why is your?" I can explain. I promise <laughs> you, it's not what it looks like. What's happening right there? Yeah, this. The... Anyone else in the car, sir? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just me. Actually, there were there was like five other guys, and they're like, "Are your pants off?" I'm like, "Dude, what do you want from me? Soaking wet jeans for two hour drive? No, thank you." I will tell you from my experience that day, it is when you have to suffer through weather at that level. Vitally important, vitally important that your team wins. Because yes. at least when you're wet and miserable, there's a celebratory aspect. This is of why it. I'm nervous. And if you lose, it's just now you're wet and miserable and your team loss, and it's just a double whammy that's hard to overcome. Yeah. So hopefully you guys get the win tomorrow night. Uh, fun trivia question I'm going to throw at you Shohei Otani is the only athlete in the history of professional sports to do this. Do you know what it is? Well, it's not be unanimous MVP because Acuna also did it. They were both unanimous MVPs yesterday. Love baseball, by the way. Let's wait till the heat of football season. Wait till everybody's really, really got their gears up for talking about baseball. And let's announce our MVPs. Yeah, why do they not do this at a (laughs) banquet like the night before the World Series or something like that? Let's wait till the week before Thanksgiving. It makes a lot of sense. I didn't know gold gloves were given out. Yeah, that I already found that happened. out yesterday. Cy yeah. Young's happened earlier this week. Yeah, so we're in award season. Yeah. It's great. Baseball's- Who won the Cy Young? <laughs> uh, uh, Blake Snell and Garrett Cole. Yeah, Mister Mister Tacky s- Spider Tack. We couldn't do like a, a player on a better team than Blake Snell. 
Padres suck. The Padres were pretty bad. Sucked. My guy was second in the NL Cy Young. Really? Logan Webb was number two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, no, you're probably not going to guess this, but I saw this. And when you hear it, it's going to make sense, but it kind of blew me away. So he won his second MVP now. Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani has two. He he was the unanimous MVP both times he won it. Let's call him Showy. Did they say Showy? <laughs> kind of sounded like you went Showy Otani. Showy. Showy. <laughs> Showy. Second time he's been the unanimous MVP. <laughs> In the history of Major League Baseball, the NBA, National Football League, and the National Hockey League, he is the only player to ever be a unanimous MVP on a sub-500 team. And he's now done it twice. Should should both of them be unanimous? Should Mookie have taken some votes away from Ronald? I don't think so. No? I don't think so. He had a pretty so. good year. He had a great year. Acuna was special, though. I, uh, not that, not yeah, that, that Mookie was. No, it was, it was over. Have I, you seen the report on him, by the way, Otani? The report is that he's going to be doing stealth free agent visits. Nobody knows where he's going to go and when he's going to go. And he's going to judge the, the spots based Wonder on Woman how Wonder Woman invisible plane he's got working? He wants, what are we doing? He wants a winner. He's prioritizing winning. He's going to get paid no matter where he goes. He's prioritizing winning. Okay. And the report is that he wants to sneak into these cities and talk to the teams, feel out the situation, and well, go to the next place. If he wants to be sneaky, he's already not far from the right city, so let's go. Well, somebody somebody came in and said, <laughs> he uh, can, he yeah. He get in an undisclosed black town car and take care of business. Yeah. Someone said, I'm not really sure that a 6'4 Japanese man who looks like a horse is going to be able to sneak around these cities. No, no, probably not. If you wanted to be sneaky, probably Kansas City's your best market, right? Like, how many cities could Shohei go to and not be the number one star in the city and not be the number one yeah. star because Kansas City, you're gonna have Mahomes, Mahomes well, LA, will always be LA, he's not LeBron, the star. I guess. Yeah. yeah, well, Caleb, LeBron. I mean, don't give me Caleb, Caleb's gonna be gone. Shohei's a bigger deal than Caleb Williams, unless he ends up in LA, <laughs> which I don't think it's gonna happen, but no, I don't think it's possible. But I, I just wanted to say that to <laughs> okay. uh, respond to you. I think Shohei's a little bit bigger deal, uh, yeah. Well, right now, yes. I, I'm what team do you think he's gonna go to? I've no, seen a lot of Cub stuff, and I don't know if that is just wishful thinking. I saw or... Blue Jays stuff yesterday, and I went, Blue Jays, really? I mean, they got a lot of young talent. You could argue he'd be the, the piece to put them over the top. The question is how much he loves being in Southern California and just wants to play for a winner because that's an easy solution with a team that oh, does win it. more You're often not than not him. and he, has enough yeah. money. He'd prefer to not choke in the playoffs every year. I mean, he wants to get to the playoffs and win, well, not get the to the point. playoffs and lose He'll every year. Be, yes. He will, It'd be pretty big, though. You talk about popularity. What would it be? What would it mean in sports to be an LA Dodger and help them win their first title since '88? It'd be a big deal. That's a massive deal. It'd be a really big deal. But I hope you get soaked. I, I hope you have an eight-hour drive in wet jeans. <laughs> uh, I'm not wearing jeans tomorrow, jackass. Good call. Don't worry. Now jeans we're when the it rains. tuna eating the lion. Yeah. That's how that went for you, it right there. Backfired on you. Didn't I, it? I'm going to give you a hot take. Yeah. I think he's going to Seattle. You think it's going to be Seattle? Talk about being the biggest star in that market. He's immediately the biggest face in that market. Not even close. Who's the biggest face on the Seahawks Distance right now? second is DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. like not even a in the same distance. Not second. even in the same stadium. No. DK Metcalf. No, there's nobody. If Russ was still there, maybe you can the make that Kraken argument. The Kraken aren't but... there yet. No. no. Nobody God, can no. name a Kraken. Nobody can name a <laughs> Paul Lagutz? Is that uh, a name? We got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. We will spring the line coming up at 830. Get your fake sponsors into the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. A uh, bunch of college football, though, to get to as well as we start with Oregon State and Washington. Say Christian Cable covers the Huskies. What does he make of this matchup? His thoughts on it. That's where we begin next. Don't go anywhere. Dirt Sprague on 1080 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 